98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Commuters face another day of transport chaos on the city's crippled rail and road networks. Protesters stand their ground at barricades around Hong Kong and the Liberal Party calls for a political solution to the civil unrest. Transport is crippled across Hong Kong for a fourth straight day with several train stations closed and more roads barricaded by anti-government protesters. The Central Harbour Tunnel is is closed, as are roads near the Polytechnic, Baptist, City, Chinese and Hong Kong universities. The Western Harbour crossing appears to be clear now. A man who skipped work for the past two days said he decided to go to the office today, taking two hours to go from East Kowloon to Hong Kong Island. He says while he's already late, he's not too worried about his company's reaction. I have given up on going to work for the past two days, but I guess it's not too reasonable for me to skip work or go on strike for so many days, right? I'm already late now, but I don't think my company can do much about that. They probably will just have to let it go. I'm already trying my hardest to get back to work. My company did tell us they understand the situation and asked us to care about our personal safety and told us to work from home if the situation gets too bad. The Education Bureau has announced that all schools will stay closed till Sunday due to safety concerns. It said road blockades around Hong Kong have continued. It said school premises should stay open in case some children had nowhere else to go and it urged uh, students to stay home and not join in any illegal activities. The Association of the Heads of Secondary School says it's concerned that students have been stopped and searched on the way to school, saying such actions by police may affect the children's confidence in officers and society in general. Michael Wong, the association's honorary executive secretary, was talking about students in school uniforms being asked to stand in line at MTR stations waiting for police to search them. He said on an RTHK program that students have told teachers they were just going to school and did nothing wrong, but were told to stand stay for around half an hour. Mr Wong says no one wants to see more students being treated this way. Barricades are still up around the campus of Baptist University in Kowloon Tong, blocking Junction Road from Waterloo Road almost to Long Chung Road and cutting off broadcast drive from traffic. While it's inconvenient for people who live or work in the area, as Wong, Ting, uh, Wong Ying Ting reports, the people she spoke to weren't too bothered. It's not surprising that some residents in the area are unhappy that their road access to the outside world has been cut off. But Ms. Ip, who was walking by the blockade with her child, says she's more worried about the well-being of the students than the inconvenience to residents. Actually, uh, very safe here and uh, for our neighbour and uh, the residents here, we, we do not worry. Uh, however, we really hope that the government of Hong Kong SAL at least they must they must do something so to save the Hong Kong people and even the police side or the youngsters side. Her view was supported by the Baptist University staff member who returned to her office to grab some things in the morning. Actually I support the students and they fight for freedom and for our next generation. I think this situation is safe unless the police come out. If the police come then the situation may be get worse. VT Aramoy, an exchange student from Finland who is studying at Baptist University, says he will leave in a few days' time because of the unrest. But so far, he says he has not had any bad experiences with the protesters or the police. 
Protesters at the Chinese University are still on a bridge near the campus where they clashed with police on Tuesday. They're continuing to dump objects on the Tolo Highway, the nearby Science Park Road and the MTR East Rail tracks, cutting off traffic between the Northern New Territories and Kowloon. They also set up and reinforced the barricades on the bridge with a burnt-out car, bamboo sticks and wooden boards in an apparent attempt to prevent police from returning. Riot police have fired rounds of tear gas in Chim Sa Choi near the Polytechnic University and on a Facebook post, police said protesters there shot three volleys of arrows at offices between 7 and 9 this morning and police seized six arrows at the scene. A section of Austin Road has been closed to traffic. Police urged pedestrians to leave the area. At around 8am, burning objects were thrown on the train tracks near Hongham Station, briefly disrupting East Rail services. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung has called the government pretty useless in its ability to resolve the political crisis. Protests have been going on for five months and have escalated since a 22-year-old university student died on Friday. Mr Chung told RTHK it seemed the government wanted to cancel the upcoming district council elections, but he said this would add to the crisis. He urged the government to come up with a political solution rather than using police to try to restore law and order. We don't see any solutions actually from the government. I mean, this is not acceptable at all. I mean, it seems that the government is pretty useless in these situations. I mean, they only say that they have the ability to control the situation, but it's not. The situation is escalating every week. So I urge the government to really come out to work with firm solutions or at least tell us what they are thinking about. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Chung, says the late-night meeting held at Government House yesterday was just routine, and there's nothing special about senior officials meeting with the Chief Executive late at night. Senior officials such as Food and Health Secretary Sophia Chan were seen arriving at the CE's resident, residence around 10pm yesterday. Media reports later quoted sources as saying the officials discussed imposing a curfew. When... Uh, FTU lawmaker Alice Mack asked what officials discussed. Mr Chung said officials were trying to find ways to ease the current crisis but didn't give details. Meanwhile, Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok says imposing a curfew would only make things worse. It would not help at all. I think my question to the government is when are they going to wake up to the fact that they can't deal with this crisis by enacting more legislation, more regulations, uh, getting more injunctions and uh, increasing the number of police officers is not going to solve the problem. The crisis will only deepen if they are to go down this road. So we call upon them to think again if they can think at all. A member of the National People's Congress Standing Committee says he will support any action that can tackle violent protests. But Tam Yu-Chung dismissed suggestions of imposing a curfew because there's a lack of manpower to enforce it. Speaking on a radio program, Mr Tam also said the government should act fast to resolve the traffic chaos, such as by mobilising citizens and civil servants to help clear the roads. But he said it would be best not to involve the People's Liberation Army. One man has died and two others are in a critical condition during separate incidents at protests yesterday. Here's Mike Weeks. A young man has died apparently in a fall from a building in Chinwan. He was found unconscious outside Kerry Warehouse in Ching Yu Street at about half past ten and was declared dead at Yanchai Hospital soon after. Meanwhile, the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department said one of its contracted cleaning workers is in a critical condition. The 70-year-old sustained head injuries after being hit by a hard object that was thrown yesterday lunchtime in Shengshui during clashes between protesters and Beijing loyalists. 
A 15-year-old boy is also in critical condition at Chunmun Hospital. He underwent four hours of brain surgery after he was hit in the head by what's suspected to be a tear gas canister. Overseas now and parts of South Korea have come to a standstill as more than half a million students take university entrance a university entrance exam, which can determine their future. The government has halted some flights, altered the subway schedule and stopped construction work to try to keep noise to a minimum. From Seoul, here's the BBC's Laura Bicker. This is the day South Korea falls silent. Shops, offices, banks and even the stock market delay opening by an hour to ease traffic congestion and ensure exam takers get to test venues on time. The students undergo eight hours of back-to-back exams. The aim is to get into the top three universities, but only 2% of students will meet that goal. And the competition has become more intense. So much of a student's future is determined by this one day. The acting US ambassador to Ukraine, Bill Taylor, says he was told by a fellow diplomat that Donald Trump cared more about Ukraine investigating his presidential rival, Joe Biden, than the country itself. Speaking at the first public hearing in President Trump's impeachment inquiry, Mr Taylor said he warned that it would be crazy to withhold security assistance to Kiev to help with the domestic US political campaign. However, Republican Congress members, including Chris Stewart, expressed their doubts and said the entire impeachment proceeding came down to one phone call between President Trump and his Ukrainian counterpart last July. After listening for what is going on now, four hours and 21 minutes, after all of the secret hearings, after all of the leaks... After hearing witnesses such as yourselves give your opinions, it really comes down to this. One thing, this is the transcript that the president has released of this phone call. There is one sentence, one phone call. That is what this entire impeachment proceeding is based upon. And I got to tell you, if your impeachment case is so weak that you have to lie and exaggerate about it to convince the American people that they need to remove this president, then you've got a problem. The outgoing president of the European Council, Donald Tusk, has told British voters not to give up on stopping Brexit as the country gears up for an election dominated by the issue. Mr Tusk warned that the UK would become a second-rate player after leaving the European Union. I have heard repeatedly from Brexiteers that they wanted to leave the European Union to make the United Kingdom global again, believing that only alone it can be truly great. But the reality is exactly the opposite. Only as part of a united Europe can the UK play a global role. The timing of Mr Tusk's comments have opened up accusations of interference. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has promised to deliver Brexit by the end of January if he's elected with a majority. The National Statistics Bureau has warned against underestimating economic risks as several key figures released today missed estimates. The country's industrial output last month grew 4.7% from a year earlier, lower than expected. Retail sales growth matched a 16-year low hit in April at 7.2%. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.68 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 5 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,340, 230 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $39 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Chung.
Let's start with tennis. Rafael Nadal picked up his first win at this year's ATP Finals after surviving a scare against Daniel Medvedev. Having dropped his opening match and needing a win to keep his hopes of progressing, Nadal was able to save a match point against the Russian and come back from 5-1 down to win the deciding set 7-6. Today is one of these days that uh, one out of 1,000 you win on happened today. But when, when you have uh, the first break, 5-3, then you are only one break away. No? And uh, <laughs> I know uh, from my personal experience how tough it is to close the matches. No? And uh, especially when, when you have uh, two breaks in front, you lose the first one. So uh, in that moment, uh, I just thought I, I can have a chance. No? So... Uh, I think I played a little bit better at the end. Uh, I think I played a great second set. In general terms, I have been playing much better today than uh, two days ago, so that's a very positive thing for me. Stefanos Sissipas has already secured his place in the semi-finals, blitzing past the defending champion Alexander Zverev in a 6-3, 6-2 win. Nadal will face Sissipas tomorrow, a match that he must win to stand any chance of reaching the knockout stage. Hong Kong's football team are about to resume their World Cup qualifying campaign with a match tonight against Bahrain at Hong Kong Stadium. Still looking for their first win in the group, the SAR have been kept off the score sheet in their last two games against Iran and Iraq, respectively. Our football commentator Chris Kaolao thinks the home side may rely on the long ball to solve their scoring problems. Hong Kong has only scored once in their entire campaign, and this was against Cambodia. Hong Kong played ultra-defensively against Iran and Iraq and still lost. I think for Hong Kong to get any goals tonight, it will be up to James Ha and Giovanni De Silva, who are both back. Uh, James Ha is back from injury, and De Silva is back after being caught up by Mixi Patelainen. Hopefully, both will use their speed to latch onto any long balls from counterattacks and score. Otherwise, Hong Kong will just have to face another goalless game. Tonight's match is the first of a two-game homestand for the SAR squad. Cambodia's national team are scheduled to visit Hong Kong Stadium for a World Cup qualifier on Tuesday. In the NBA, the Rockets beat the Clippers in a wild game in Houston that saw the LA coach Doc Rivers ejected in the fourth quarter. Houston were up by two with two minutes left when the former Rocket Patrick Beverly fouled out. Rivers argued furiously and was given two technical fouls. His son Austin, who plays for Houston, was laughing and signaling for the referees to tee up his father. The Clippers coach then got tossed from the game, and the Rockets went on to win 102-93 behind 47 points from James Harden. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, here's the top stories once again. Commuters face another day of transport chaos on the crippled rail and road networks. Protesters stand their ground at barricades around Hong Kong and the Liberal Party calls for a political solution to the civil unrest. The news from RTHK. The first bus in the morning. The familiar feeling of your long-time office. A school bell rings in the start of a new lesson. Crowded restaurants buzzing with conversation. Shops rolling up the shutters to let the sun shine in. Every day is a new day. Every day can be a new beginning. Treasure Hong Kong, our home.
Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of their breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Lower the curtain down Memphis Lower the curtain down on right I got no time For private consultation Under the Milky Way Thank you. 